Welcome back, sporting fans, to a surprise episode of the Paint the Wall podcast. I, of course, am your host, Steve, and I am joined this week by a man who was a competitive four-square player all the way until the seventh grade, but you all know him as Logan. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's everybody's favorite childhood game. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and then, uh, yeah, it was just was good at it. Now that personally was my favorite adult game. Like, I didn't even start playing Foursquare until like mm. eighth grade. So I'm curious why you quit in seventh. Um, I was just into, I just had too much going on. I mean, between the, the backwards jump roping, the backwards hopscotching, like there was just a lot going on. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Foursquare, it just, it felt like it was an overcrowded, uh, sport and I just didn't feel like competing. So. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Four square, the uh, competitive four square ring definitely uh, was a little more crowded than some of those other ones, probably. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, for starters, there's at least what six people on a team, at least I think in regulation. Correct. So, yeah, it depends on what depends on what kind of group, uh, what kind of ac- uh, activity you're doing, but yeah, six is usually uh, regulation. Well, if you're playing teams, of course. Right. Obviously, right. there's different. There's just different practices. Well, anyway, speaking of team games, yeah, we had a pretty good one. Well, actually, it was pretty boring. Uh, a game yes. for our playing yes, game against San Jose, but we did manage to come up with a win. We sure did in exciting fashion towards the end. Uh, you know, after the yeah. game was over, that part was exciting. Correct. Uh, yes. Yeah, for sure. Opening thoughts on this one. Um. Yeah, we had. Five minutes of excitement at the beginning, um, probably ten minutes of excitement at the end, and then BKs, and the rest of it was just a bunch of kicking the ball around and getting some pretty ugly shots. So that checks. That's the game right there. I think. I think I just summarized the game pretty well. Actually, pretty much. It was. We did pretty much dominate every aspect of the game, uh, every statistical aspect, uh, except the score. We had eighteen shots to their five, four on four of which were on goal. They didn't have any on goal. Uh, they beat us in fouls uh, and yellow cards, but that's nice. it. And saves, but th- again, they didn't put anything on goal. So, right. It's no Which, wonder that San Jose has now draw drew whatever five in a row drawn. now. Uh, drawn, yeah, yeah, five in a row. That that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and it, it's kind of one of those that I don't think anybody really knew what San Jose team we were going to get. Cause I mean, there's been a couple different San Jose teams this year. There's been the high flying offense. That's, you know, throwing everything at goal. There's been the sit back and defends. Um, and then there's been a nice happy medium, which honestly, that was the team I expected us to get would be the, you know, medium team that pressed when they needed to and stood, you know, held back when they didn't need to. Um, but I guess they were happy just playing, you know, eleven zero zero formation and calling it a taking it to PKs against the greatest PK goalie of all time, which uh bold strategy, but hey, I guess it, it's it, it was worth a shot. Yeah, it did seem like right from the rip, like they were either hoping to get a quick counter goal, which seemed to be their plan the whole game. Um, yeah, but it felt like they were like, eh, we can always go to PKs, like right from the beginning, and then they're like, maybe we'll get yeah. a counter goal, but. Yeah, they just sat deep and defended, and we still ended up with eighteen shots. But that really speaks more to, I mean, we had fifty nine percent of the possession, and most of it was on right. their side. 
Yeah, but also we had 18 shots, but our expected goal average is 0.7. Like that shows you what kind of shots we're getting. We're yeah, not getting true. good shots. Yeah, I don't know. At the same time, we had a couple players kind of step up. Jake Davis was insane this game. Um, mm-hmm. He had a he Absolutely. had a great game. Yes. Um, honestly, our entire defensive line did, including our center backs. Mm-hmm. Um, I started. Yep. I started early with a Rosero was playing well, um, mm-hmm. and then Fontas started playing pretty well, make a couple plays while Rosero was continuing to make big plays. And then by the end of the game, I was like, "Man, our center backs played lights out." Yeah, they like, absolutely did. That that was I was not expecting that, but they mm-hmm. they played really well. They did, and what's crazy is how good they played. Jake Davis played even better. Yeah, um, like. Jake Davis, I, I remember there was one play in specific that um he was he had or he was he was head on with the guy. Um I don't remember the the player for San Jose. Hoppy. Um but he got around him and he was beat. Like he was gone. Yeah. Um and Jake Davis somehow managed to catch back up with him and make a good tackle that that stopped a really scary offensive play for San Jose. Yeah, he had a um, couple where he forced Hoppy off the ball. Um mm-hmm. And then they subbed in Cade Cowell in the second half for Hoppy and put him on Jake oh, Davis. Boy. And admittedly, yeah. Jake Davis looked like a lost puppy uh, <laughs> when they subbed in uh, Jake Davis. That uh, yeah, yeah. He That's for fair. a while there looked like he did not know what to do or where to go. He stopped pushing yeah. forward until like late in the second half. Yep. Um. And it was uh, enough that even the announcers noticed that he was playing so different once Cade Cowell came in. Um, but, I mean, Cade Cowell's a beast. He almost scored for him, uh, and he yeah. he made an impact when he came in. Y- you could tell our defense kind of puckered up a little bit. But Yep, absolutely. Um, but we got it done, managed to keep it scoreless, keep them from scoring anyway. Yep. Uh, let's see, second half. Yeah, my first note is that it looks like they're playing for PKs, um, which is weird for a lot of reasons, one of which being they don't have a very good history of PKs in that particular stadium against us right? um, as we beat them in 2020 on PKs in the playoffs. Yep. And they're going up against Tim Melia, who in general was at that time 7-0 in PK shootouts, which is just an unrealistic – oh, was it 7 after this one? Oh, okay, I thought it, I thought I I thought I saw the seven and zero before the PK shootout, but it may have been after. No, he's, um, he was six and zero. He's now seven and zero. Which that is just an unrealistic stat. Yeah, that's that's just insane. Which is it's one of those that like considering like yeah, there's a bit you can do as a keeper, obviously because Tim Lee does it. But at the end of the day. PKs are very random at times. Like mm-hmm. it is a lot of you just have to know. Like you have to go the right way, especially at this at this level. Um, obviously, at lower levels, you, you can you can wait for them to shoot. But at this level, you have to dive. You have to pick away. Um, but considering how random it is, like it is well past the point of Tim Melia's lucky, and it's down to Tim Melia is just incredible. Like he knows something that nobody else does, and this man is insane. Yeah, he's. I mean, in the one in, back in 2020 against San Jose, he saved uh, two of the three that they took, and I yeah. believe Yule put it over the top, which he did again uh, in this yeah, exactly. shootout. In the same yeah. spot, too. Second shot, he comes up and puts it over again. Yep. 
Yep. So it's like blasting in the cauldron each time. And and to me, my thought is that kind of stuff happens because you're intimidated by the goalkeeper you're facing. Mm-hmm. And not only is the other team intimidated by Tim Melia, but we have so much confidence going into a PK shootout because he's in goal for us that yeah. it's just such an advantage. So like this whole second half, I'm like, they're clearly paying for PKs, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bring oh, it. No. Not to say yeah. that I wasn't nervous once we got to PKs and I was sitting right. there on the edge of my seat, you know, freaking out. For but, sure. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. I still felt like we're probably going to do it because it's Tim Melia. And then he comes out and saves the very first one. And that, right. like, I feel like as a player on his team, your confidence is going to mm-hmm. go from what already high to now just right. astronomical when he saves the first one. Sure. Because, I mean, I know personally when when we step into PKs, my very first reaction is always, but what if this is the one time he doesn't do it? What if this is the one time he can't pull it out? Yeah. And then he steps up on the first shot and take and does that. And I'm like, oh, no, he's good. Yeah. We, we have the same Tim. We're like, all right, You cool. know as a player, they get the same feeling yeah. for sure. And then, of course, my nerves come back a little bit when uh, our fifth and winning PK comes up and it's shallowy, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he yeah. uh, he is not good in PKs. I think they said no. he took two during the season and missed both. Um, and I think I think I also heard – I wasn't really listening, but I think I also heard them say that he's missed every PK in his career. I would be shocked at that. Me too, but I, I thought I heard that, and then I was like, what did they just say? But they changed it so quickly that I was like, is that true? And then I was like thinking about it, and I'm like, well, I don't remember him ever making a PK. I only remember misses, and they're always just blasted over the goal. And he pert near tried to blast this one over the goal. He did. Um, he did. It's funny, the announcer, uh, the female one whose name I did not write down, um, uh-huh. she said something about you have to have extreme talent to be able to put a PK in the top of the netting like Shallowy did. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like any sporting fan watched that and was like, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shallowy has extreme talent, but I have a feeling he uh, about blew it and put it over the top and just kind of got lucky yeah. and snuck it under the bar. Right. Um, According to this random website, he is 0 for 2 in his career. Okay, so maybe in, they said both. In PKs. But it should be 1 for 3, so I don't know how accurate this website is. Sure. So, I don't know. That's crazy. That like That is hard to think of somebody who's so good at shooting the ball can't convert PKs. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I don't get it either, but... but. You know, whatever. Uh, I thought it was weird that they pulled out Ibobasi kind of late in the game. Uh huh. It was like they're yeah. clearly trending for PKs, and it looked like they were trying for PKs, and then they pull out Ibobasi. That uh, just yeah. seemed weird to me. Um, it was it was a bold strategy. Yeah, we got. It, it was really just full of bold strategies from from San Jose this game. It yeah, was, it was very odd. It seemed like they felt like they were going to lose and didn't really know which way to try to win. Yeah. Um, but it definitely felt like whatever they tried wasn't going to work because their attack yeah. hasn't been very good lately. Correct. Um, it's one of those where you come in at such a disadvantage, just the way that they play the game fits really well against our team. Like, we, we do really well against 
um, those counterattacking deep heavy teams like we've just always done well. And so whenever you go into a game like that, you have to you have to buck the trend somehow. You have to do something that gives you a chance to win. And they didn't do that. They did exactly what they shouldn't have done. And then they didn't, they were like, oh, shoot, that didn't work. Let's try other things. And then the other things were taking out their best, some of their better PK shooters. Yeah. Going into PKs against one of the best. It just didn't, it didn't seem like a bold strategy to me, but I don't know. The The only other thing I really had from regular uh, play, I guess, was Johnny's free kicks. Um, his his first one he mm. barely missed uh, over the top, and then he th- they he somehow gets a second chance. Basically, it was a little further yeah. out, uh, but basically in the same spot, and he puts it off the post. Right. And everybody was beat. That keeper didn't see it. If that if yeah. that's if that's on target, that's in. Yep. Um, but or even a couple inches in. Yeah, and that's it bounces deflects in and goes. Yeah. So we had we had a couple chances. Polito had a point blank shot that their keeper came up with a save on. Yeah, um, that was. I mean, we had chances. We just couldn't couldn't eke them in. Um, but doesn't matter. We end up winning on yep. PKs because Tim Melia is the greatest goalkeeper on the planet. Well, he's the greatest PK shootout goalkeeper on the planet. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank. God, he got healthy and came back, and we didn't have Pulse Camp in there because that would have been terrifying and zero yeah. confidence for the team or the fans yeah. going into that one. So, yeah, admittedly, Pulse Camp is not good at PKs. Yeah, I hope Melia shares whatever bit of wisdom with him that he needs to yeah. so that in the future we still have mm-hmm. that threat with us. But I, I love because they were talking about how good, you know, in the five minutes or so between end of game and PKs, they were talking about how good Tim Melia is. And they said that they had asked Peter um, about Melia. And um, Peter was like, or Peter, Peter said, um, I don't know what it is. Tim has never shared with me and he never will. And I'm like, that's not boating confidence for the future. Yeah. Right. <laughs> please share it. Yeah. Whenever, please, like, please actually share it. Or at least yeah. maybe retire and come back <laughs> as a coach and then share it. Maybe. Right. Please, please. We need, we need whatever that is bottled up and put into John Pulse camp. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to our MVP and MVP and we'll put a bow on this game. Well, let's do it. Uh, go ahead and hit me with your MVP. Um, my MVP, there is one clear and obvious MVP, but for the sake of us being different, I'm going to allow you to have it. Um, and I'm going to give mine to Jake Davis. Um, I thought Jake looked tremendous. Uh, I mean, we talked about him already. He made some incredible plays. And then, um, yeah, whenever uh, 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 Cade Cowell came on, he was struggling a little bit, but he still recovered. He still figured it out. Um, and after that, that uh shot in the 60 something minute um he really didn't have much else after that so uh jake davis mvp for me nice that was my honorable mention along with johnny uh because johnny played really well too but you gotta wonder uh for jake davis to step up against a player like cade cowell who is Mm a uh, men's national team player yes gotta wonder if the men's national team coaches are maybe watching that and they're like hmm this kid's pretty good. He's a little undersized for U.S. men's national team, yeah. but 
Mm-hmm. You know. that Yeah, that is the big problem of him transitioning from midfield to to right back. Yeah. And they may look at him and go, you know, hey, we can still find a spot for him in the midfield. But yeah. Or he's, I, he's proven with us time and time again that him being undersized is not always – literally this game, he – he mm-hmm. physically pushed Hoppy off of a ball at one point that he got yeah. he got ra- he got ran around on and he caught up to him mm-hmm. and then literally shoulder checked him off of it and then Hoppy grabbed his foot basically and tore him <laughs> down and then tried to shake his hand and Jake Davis told him to f off. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I get it. I uh, it it neither here nor there. I mean, Jake Davis. It's one of those like he is a scrappy, fighty player. It showed in that moment because uh, how pissed he was at. Uh, at hoppy yeah but um but anyway yeah my mvp is obviously tim melia um that's i think you're right that's very obvious like it has to go to him you know yeah Uh, definitely not going to alan polito with uh definitely top three worst pks i've ever seen in my life um yeah that was yeah i don't know what oh i know what he was trying to do but it goes back to my ever-present hatred of just run up and kick the damn thing and quit Mm -hmm. with all the extra just yeah, run up and kick it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you anyway. try to get cheeky with it, and it never works out. Yeah, I mean it does sometimes, but not enough. All right, hit me with your MVP. Uh, I do appreciate the segue. My MVP, Alan Polito. Yeah, uh, he just didn't have much impact in the game. Uh, he had a couple shots here and there that um, honestly he could have converted, but. Um, he just wasn't doing anything the entire game, and then he did a you know terrible PK. So for me, uh, Alan Polito and NVP. I would have more of a fight for him if he hadn't had that horrible PK. Uh, simply yeah. just because not only did our back line, specifically our center backs, play really well, so did theirs, and I really mm-hmm. think they really locked him down quite a bit. So that's, it, it's that's fair. I think it wasn't entirely his fault that he wasn't super involved because they really did lock him down. Um, yeah, but the good ones still find a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and he did. He did get open for at least a couple shots. They just, you know, one of them wasn't a great shot. The other one, the keeper made a save on. Um, mm-hmm. That's that one that he basically put right up the middle. I don't necessarily have a problem with him going there because that's the mm-hmm. easiest path to goal is put that one directly on target right up the middle, and then you force the keeper to make a save. Uh, yeah. It's just in this case, the keeper made the save. You know. Right. A lot of times, keeper doesn't make that save because he thinks he's going to go to one side or the other, or he's not fast enough to get all the way across to the middle. And in this case, that keeper made that save. So, yeah, um, oh, that's fair. So I I would have more of an argument if it wasn't for that for that uh, PK, but that PK that kind of seals it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I went with for the first time ever for either of us, uh, Rodoja, Rodoya. Mm. I can never remember how we say his name. Radoya. Radoya. Uh mm-hmm. I went with him. He looked really weak all game for literally the first time in any game ever. Yeah. He uh short of Remy Voltaire has been overall uh our best midfielder, I think. Um Tommy's probably the most impactful um because he yeah. has, he has bigger moments and like he scored a goal and has assists, but I think like as far as consistent midfield play it's I, you. You got to give it to Remy, but a very close mm-hmm. second has got to be Rodoya. Um, Maybe I mean Rodoya is a true six, whereas true. you know Remy's a lot more of a of a CDM sit back midfielder. True. Um, Rodoya is definitely a, the first true six we've had. I think since Elie. Yeah. Um, 
No, I guess Elie and then Urbucio. I can't remember who left first. Urbucio uh, left first, pretty sure. Okay, so yeah, we haven't had a true six since Elie, um, and so he's really filled that spot. But yeah, I completely agree. Uh, he looked. It, he could have not played, and I don't think it would have made a difference. Whatsoever. Yeah, I don't. Which is weird. That's just not what we get from him. But I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he made the impact he usually does. Which is why I had texted you right before they subbed on Gotti, and I said, "All right, Gotti for Radoya. That's what we need right now." Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought in Gotti for Remy, and I'm like, "Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, essentially play style. That's the same sub um, because yeah. Remy and Radoya play very similarly." Yeah. Um. So. I guess essentially it's the same thing, but I don't know. I just thought Remy had a little bit more in him. Maybe he was tired, really tired, or not feeling well. Or also, we had short, short rest before this next game, so right. um, that probably yeah. plays into it. But probably. But either way, Rodoya gets my yeah. MVP, I guess. But honestly, I also put who cares? Bring on St. Louis. <laughs> so fair enough. All right. Well, okay. uh, best of the rest is pretty easy. Yeah. So we'll take you around the league for the rest of the games. Uh, we had New York Red Bulls hosting Charlotte and blitzing Charlotte in a 5-2 to two victory. And that's it. Yep, that's pretty much it. Uh, did you watch that game? Uh, I watched some of it. I didn't get to watch all of it. That game was over from the start. <laughs> yeah. Like, they scored early, and it was just over. That game was yep. that game was not close. I thought it would be, yep. and honestly, I kind of thought Charlotte could pull off a win there. Um, yeah, but uh, that Red Bull striker, I can't remember Man- Manuel. Is that it, Manuel Manola? Something Manol. the one that got the hat trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. scored in the tenth minute. I think it was. I think it was the tenth <laughs> minute. He put one in, so it was just. I mean, yeah, over, over right from the quick. get. Uh, here, I'll bring it up because I'm curious when they scored their other yeah. goals. Tenth. 10th minute, 26th, 37th, 56th. 56th, yeah, and then Charlotte scored. Yeah. And then uh, Tolkien, or no, Man- Manuel, Elias Manuel, uh-huh. uh, he scored in the 78th minute to put it away. But yeah, that game was over early. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looks like uh, Charlotte did not have anything prepared for that game from the start. Yeah. Well, uh, more on that shortly. Anyway, um, before we continue that seamless segue, uh, I want to remind people to head over to X or Twitter, whatever you still call it, uh, PTW underscore pod on Facebook, Paint the Wall Podcast, and Gmail, Paint the Wall Podcast at gmail.com. Still no Gmails as of yet, unless maybe me saying that I will get lucky and we will get one right now. We didn't. Hmm. Uh, although we technically got an email from Kurt Austin. Oh. Uh, now he is the, our uh, media contact at Sporting. So he doesn't really count. He was just trying to let us know about uh, media tickets for the playoff. So, right. However, if he does listen, shout out Kurt for all of uh, yeah. the help that you uh, gave us this year, especially getting everything set up. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. All right. Anyway, yep. good, bad, and ugly. Logan, hit me with your good. Steve. Uh, we won. Yeah, that's my good. Well played. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to choose from this week. Yeah, very true. There's only episode. two games, and it certainly wasn't going to Charlotte. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, segue continuing. Um, <laughs> my good. 
and it's been long overdue because I talk a lot of crap on them, so it's been long overdue. But mm. this announcer from Apple, the pairing that we got this game, maybe we've had Oof. them already, uh, but I don't remember yeah. having them. Uh-huh. But this pairing was great. And yes. in particular, Kevin Egan, uh, mm-hmm. I think he's Irish. I have no idea. He sounded Irish. Uh, yeah. But Kevin Egan is phenomenal. He was so Absolutely. good. Uh, I remember texting you pregame during all the pregame stuff i was like wow this guy's really good like all the stuff he's talking about and his flow and like he's entertaining the way that he's like bringing up points and stuff uh and i was like i really hope this carries over to the game and it did it seemed like he actually did some research paid attention knew some stuff i assume he was being feeded 90 fed feeded he was being fed 90% of the stuff that he said, but the way he said it made it seem like he wasn't being fed that stuff, and that's your goal as an announcer you, for a sporting you event. Would be, you would be surprised. Like Those commentators, they usually come with a lot of information. That's They're true. That's pretty, true. Uh, pretty prepared. Sure, so. that's true. But I know, I mean, like like spot stuff. There's no way that he had prepared to know that Daniel Shallowy ha- is over two in PKs. Like yeah, I, I would be shocked if that one wasn't something that some, uh, like intern found and sh- you know slipped it to him on a little sticky note. Uh, I know, right. like I'm a, pr- well, I mean, pretty much everybody that listens probably knows I'm a huge Chiefs fan. I watch a lot of videos of Mitch Holtis, our play-by-play guy right. in the stadium. Uh, they post huh. videos of him all the time in his booth, like doing big calls and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think every single video that I watch, there's an in, like an intern or a guy that sits right next to him. Uh, mm-hmm. That has a little laptop up, and he all the time is writing little notes on sticky notes, and just because Mitch stands when he does his thing, he doesn't sit. Right. So this kid will just be writing on a sticky note, and he'll just hold it up to him, and Mitch will grab it and read whatever's on the sticky note. Yeah. So I always think that's really cool, like little insight into how they do that stuff. And I just imagine that with these announcers for soccer, it's probably the same. You know, short I'm, of like I'm Nate sure. Nate Bucati knows this kind of stuff, but you know, when we get right. Kevin Egan or whatever, but he was so seamless at just making it seem like he just knew all this stuff and there wasn't any pauses. Yeah. He knew all the names. Man, he was uh-huh. good and he was entertaining and he the was. stuff he said was cool and yeah. I don't know. I just thought credit where it's due because we have not mm-hmm. been overall happy with the performances of Apple uh announcers. He did a great job. Yeah. I would say him and uh Kinda Kinda D. St. Aubin, however you pronounce her name. That's it. Uh, she did tremendous as well. She was great. She did. Um, color commentator can be a hard thing to do. Um, it's it's hard to have a good balance between the play-by-play and the color commentator. Um, but she did tremendous. She did She did great. Yeah, I couldn't remember her name, and I felt bad at later for not writing it down uh, because I found out she's from Minnesota, so that was cool. Because um, she was talking about the cold. Uh, and she's like, it's not that cold. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, they did great. Uh, I'm also excited for our upcoming game. I believe you told me we've got Taylor Twelman. Yes, Um, we do. He is my favorite all time. I think he's great. He's so good. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, there are people out there who disagree with me. Um, I just think those people are wrong. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'd agree with you. I, Taylor Twelman is one of my top three soccer commentators. Um, Except for the guy who does, um, like, who does the U.S. games with Taylor Twelman, who's the play-by-play yeah. guy. I can't remember. Is it his Iron name. Eagle? Is that who it is? 
Uh, maybe. Like, I know his voice. That's all I know. No, Ian Eagle is um, football. No, he does the, for the U.S. games. He does it with Taylor Twelman. Um, he always. I think he does it on Fox. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I'm trying to find it too because I love this guy too, and I always rem- look his name up, and then I go, "Oh, right, duh." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't find this name, but we all know who we're talking about. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, that guy it, that goes being, with Taylor. Yeah. Uh, if you know uh, who it one, is, hit us up on Twitter, PTW underscore yeah, pod. Please let us know. One thing I did learn, um, Kevin Egan or Egan or however you pronounce it. Do you know what else he commentates on? Uh, rugby. No, WWE. Wow, really? Yeah. That's uh, now yeah, I want to watch WWE because that would. I bet he's really good on that too. Probably he was like entertaining, so I feel like yes. Him be like WWE is also entertaining. So well, to some people. So right. that could be cool. Yeah. Anyway, all right. A lot of love for Kevin Egan. Also, thanks for listening to the pod. really means a lot. Um, shoot us a Twitter follow. That'd be cool. Um, yes, please. Logan, hit me with your bad. My bad. Um, it's kind of concerning, but it's also not because I know the way San Jose plays. Um, but the fact that we couldn't score against San Jose is my bad. I feel like we should have been able to score. Um, I feel like we ha- we were the far better team against San Jose, but for some reason we just couldn't seem to make it happen. So it's not like a, a major red flag for me, but it is a, it is a concern. So that's my bad. Fair enough. Uh, all right, now to complete my ever-growing lengthy segue, uh, my bad is Charlotte. Uh, they looked horrible and got destroyed, which honestly was unfortunate because I know we had kind of touched on it in our last episode. You and I were kind of both hoping they would make a decent run. Yeah. Uh, And they didn't. So now here we are. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's my bad, Charlotte. That's fair. Uh, We are now both uh, Red Bull fans because if we make it the cup and the Red Bulls make the cup, then we uh, get to host the cup. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. We, yeah, that is the only other chance we have to host a playoff game would be if the cup is us versus New York. Yeah. Which could you imagine how much chaos there'd be if uh, first year with the new wild card system and two wild card teams make the playoffs? That would be That'd crazy. Be um, yeah. that, that would even be more detrimental <laughs> to your argument about how the new playoff system <laughs> sucks. I'd be like, yeah, but uh, uh, look, they both made it. Yeah, so, that's fair. And normally, I, I would think, say I don't want to play a wild card team that wins a play-in game and then wins a three-game series against the number one seed and then makes it all the way to the MLS Cup final. I don't want to play that team, yeah. except for we would also be that team. So, right. So that kind of yes. then it's like, all right, bring it on. Yeah, that is. I mean, that is the thing is if if we can find a way to scrap it out against St. Louis, which we haven't gotten to the the preview yet, um, but if we can find a way to scrap it out against St. Louis. That road's looking mighty beatable. Yeah, sure does. There are some teams that that scare me, but there's teams that are beatable. Especially since it won't be three-game series anymore. Correct. It's just a game. It's just a game. Just go to Houston or RSL and beat them. We just mm-hmm. beat RSL. Correct. At In Salt Lake. I mean, when I look at the, at the playoff bracket, um, we have beaten St. Louis. Um, we have beaten RSL. We have beaten Houston. We have beaten Vancouver. We have beaten Seattle, and we have beaten Dallas. 
I think the only team we haven't beaten this year is LAFC. Mm-hmm. So we can do it against all these teams. We've yep. proven we can. True. Now, obviously, there's a big difference between beating them in the regular season and beating them in the playoff, but that's aside from the point. I don't know. Uh, let's uh, continue this conversation, but we need to wait yes. one more thing because we haven't done our ugly yet, and then we're going to get yeah, into yeah. more playoff discussion. So yes. put a pin in that for two and a half seconds. Hit me with your ugly Thank real quick. Um, my ugly, you kind of Creed Humphrey'd me, uh, Charlotte. At least you made it, question mark. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, listen, it's their first time making the playoffs in club history, so good for them, but yikes. Yeah. Um, but then my backup ugly is, why does it have to be 9 o'clock kickoff? Yeah. Why? That's fair. Anyway, you're ugly. Uh, my ugly is, why would San Jose want to go to PKs against Tamilia? Yeah. That is just a dumb choice, a bad choice, and it really did feel like that was their goal most of the game if not all of it it really it did. just didn't make a whole lot of sense well what it reminded me of is uh 2019 i think it was whenever we played uh rsl on d-day and they were playing with their playoff hopes on the line as well and they needed to win and they just sat and played defensively the entire game and then beat us in like the last two minutes of stoppage time or something like that mm. it reminded me of that a little bit i'm like the whole game, I'm going, these guys are going to lose, and they're going to be out of the playoffs, and blah, 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 and then they ended up winning. So that's what I was worried was going to happen the whole time, is they were going to get some counter goal in the 97th minute and beat us. But yeah. No, they never did. It just seems so strange. And also, uh, kind of a secondary point to this one was their goalkeeper, Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, being so cocky <laughs> at the beginning of PKs, like the world's greatest PK goalkeeper isn't standing right next to him. Like, why are you the one being cocky? This doesn't make any sense. He clearly was said something to Johnny because yes. uh, as soon as Johnny put his PK in, he MF'ed him about three times to the point where the ref had to be like, okay, go go over there. Yeah. So Well, and I don't know. he the Because the, the keeper got was trying to walk towards um, Johnny again after uh, he got set. Uh-huh. And the and the ref was like yelling at him to get back. Yeah, and yeah, he was he was doing a lot. Yeah, and it's all just mind games. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you know, with Polito's PK, he saved that one, and then he walked down Polito. Yeah, like like he like he saved that because of some kind of skill that he possessed. <laughs> like right. no, it was rolled directly at you is why you were able to right. recover. If he hit that with any amount of pace, even in that exact same spot, that's a goal. Right. So sure. I'm like, he yes. beat you. He just didn't hit the ball right. So yeah, I don't know why you're yeah. being so cocky. Pretty well yeah, knowing you're know about either. to lose. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was strange. Whatever. All right, let's pull the pin back out and we'll dive back into these playoffs here. Yes. Um, we of course, I barely even did any preview section in my notes. I just put St. Louis. We know what it is. Get it done. Shut these punks up. Uh, yeah. Not really their team so much, more their fans. Oh, Oof, my yeah. God, I hate their fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been a hatred rival from the very beginning, which, I mean, Kansas City-St. Louis, I think we knew it was going to be a hated rival- rivalry. Um, but I think we have the ability to make something really, really special with this rivalry this year. Yeah. Considering the first season – um, you know, little brother shows up, makes the playoffs their first season, uh, makes the one seed compared to we've got the eight seed. Um, they beat us twice in the regular season pretty heavily. 
and then we get to play them in the playoffs in a three game series where we each get to host a game. Yeah. Dude, that is wild. Yeah. Um, I am I am stoked to see what happens comes out of this because the, I mean the greatest rivalries are born from, born from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we also get the hatred because it's, you know, St. Louis and Kansas City. Yeah. I, the, we we could not have gotten anything better. No, this and it, it doesn't matter who wins this series. It, it's already happened. Yes. Like, yes. it already had boiled up, and now the fact that we get them in the playoffs just cements yeah. it. It doesn't matter yes. who wins. There will yes. already be hatred there. Not to mention yes. St. Louis fans on Twitter are just mm. obnoxious because they've had one yeah. good season. They don't even know what MLS soccer is like. Yeah. And they come in here. I don't know if you saw the most recent one. Um, but that was all over Twitter after the game. Uh, the St. Mm-hmm. Louis fans were freaking out because we <clears> – <throat> are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, we stole when the Blues go marching in. I just want to I just want to pause for a second and let that sink into everybody listening. We stole when the Blues go marching in. Apparently they sing the same song when Blues win. Yeah, We okay. stole that from them. Never mind okay. the fact that that was an existing song that has been around for a long time, and it's when the Saints right. go marching in. Right. That song was written several hundred years ago. Yeah, and they stole it long before we ever theoretically could have stolen it from the Blues, but like that's just a song. Did the Tottenham Hotspurs also steal it? Did they yeah. Did they also steal it? Like, right. Uh, I mean, like, Last week they were complaining. What were they? Oh, the light show was the one that they were complaining about right. that we stole from them. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys have been a club for six and a half days. Sit down. We didn't yeah. steal anything exactly. from you. Do we want to talk about shots? Do we want to talk about that? Yeah, that no. one. That That's one pisses me off because that one is original. I'm pretty sure. I've never heard anybody else. Yeah, do. I've never heard any. Everybody has their own corner kick thing. You know, a lot of people do yeah. the scarves, um, or you know, right. Jazz hands kind of thing. Uh, we do shots, mm-hmm. and they stole like the one thing that that is unique to us that nobody else does. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's the only example of honest, true stealing something from one of the other squads here is right, that one. Right. Yes. So yes. Ugh, ridiculous. Yeah that, yeah, that made me angry. That was pretty. Yeah, their their hatred over things we've been stealing is pretty dumb. Yeah. Take so. your stupid ravioli heads. I assume you've seen their their version of the yeah. cheese head is like a ravioli head because that's what St. Yeah. Louis is known for is toasted ravioli. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Ah, I hate I hate this fan base and this team and uh I hope we beat them so bad. I yeah. I, I do as well. I mean obviously I want us to win. I think this is gonna be a tremendous series. Yep. Um, I think it is going to go to game three. Agreed. Um, but even if it doesn't, this is going to be one of the most intense rivalries in MLS. This is going to rival the, the El Trafico. This is going to rival um, Seattle, Portland's. Like this is going to be one of the premier rivalries in MLS for a long time. I, and I am so excited. I agree, hundred percent. If if there's only one caveat, and St. Louis doesn't have a great track rec- track record with it, they're going to need mm. to. Remain in the league, you know? 
Well, they're gonna not. That. They're gonna need to not get bored and move to another city like all their other teams do, <laughs> except for the Cardinals, with the one exception of the Cardinals. They're gonna need to not right. get bored and move to another city, which I don't blame their teams for getting bored of St. Louis and being like, you know what, we're gonna go literally anywhere else. I don't blame them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if either. they can actually either. keep a team, uh, then yeah, this right. rival would be ridiculous, and they had yes. better had better come up with a better name. <laughs> I don't think they will. I think this is it. I, uh, what are they calling it right now, anyway? Oh, the rivalry? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember what they decided to call it or what they had been calling it, know. but the fact I mean, that I, they're I, uh, not calling it the Soccer Capital of America rivalry, or uh, I know there was something about the barbecue rivalry or something. Um, I mean, I just think it needs to be the I-70 rivalry. I'm I'm all for that. So I understand why they can't call it that one. Why? Because there already is an I-70 rivalry, and like marketing-wise, that's mm. probably trademarked between the Royals and Cardinals. I see. I see. Um, but I don't know. I, I also agree why I don't know why they couldn't necessarily just um, expand that to be Kansas City versus St. Louis, like in all sports, and it's the I-70 rival rivalry. But Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to look up what they're calling. There's a lot of people calling it the Misery Derby, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. I think soccer soccer capital derby would be awesome. That would be good cuz they've taken I mean, they've taken a hatred to a lot of things. Um but that one specifically they've taken a lot of hatred to is that we call that we call ourselves soccer capital. Yeah. Which I say we, I don't necessarily participate in that phrase, but I know that there's a lot of people that do. Yeah. Um, I know the other one that I have. Th this one is great, but it technically doesn't work. And it plays into one of the main things that St. Louis likes to throw at us. Uh, this one is called the Show Me Showdown. Ooh, um, I do like that. I love that, except for we play in Kansas. Um, and St. Nice. Louis already likes to throw in the whole, we're the only team in Missouri stupid rights because we just happened to put our thing you know a couple miles over the state line whatever i mean listen i have as much hatred as they do that it's in kansas because i hate kansas but yeah they do take it ridiculously yeah um i do like i do actually like barbecue that one's pretty good barbecue is pretty good um, but st louis like it's it's a joke that they even think that they have good barbecue exactly but that's what makes it funny <laughs> especially it's if we problem. become the dominant soccer team we can be like oh we dominate this rivalry and you guys don't even have barbecue <laughs> that's true that is true so i don't know anyway we can uh we can deal with naming this rivalry in the off season after we destroy them uh Hit me with your uh, predictions. Fair. If you want to do score prediction, you can't. If you want to just predict how the series goes, we can do that too. I don't care. I think I think let's just predict the series. Okay. Um. Unfortunately, I do think it's going to be boring because I I do think we're going to have the same prediction, um, which is loss win win. Yeah, I agree. Loss win win. I think we're going to lose tomorrow, um, yes. because of short rest. Uh, yeah, and we're going totally to St. Agree. Louis, so I think we're going to lose uh, in St. Louis. I think we win at home, and then I think we manage to upset them at home, which will be oh so sweet doing it on their home field too. Yeah, I think it's going to go to PKs. I I do think it's going to go PKs in Game Three. Ooh, that would be cool. 
I think both of the the first two games are gonna be uh, are gonna be just regulation games. I think honestly, we're gonna get shellac tomorrow, um, but I think we're gonna hand it to him pretty good on on the next week. Uh, but then I think game three is gonna go to PKs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, pretty boring. I think there could be a chance that we get it done in two. Um, because I don't yeah. think we're losing at home. I think we will beat them at home. Um, because our crowd I is agree. insane. So is theirs. Credit credit where it's due. <sighs> yeah. That was one thing I forgot to mention about this uh, San Jose game was the crowd and the cauldron Oof. in particular. Holy yeah. nuts, they were loud. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You may have seen – well, you, I know you're not big on Twitter, so maybe you didn't see it, but they showed a video from inside uh, uh, Ali Trost Martin's booth mm-hmm. um, where she was trying to do the post-game announcing – the camera was right next to her, and she's talking into the mic trying to do the post-game announce after we won in PKs, and you yeah. cannot hear her. Oh, like, nice. the camera is right next to her, and you cannot hear her because the crowd is so loud. Because they leave their window open so you can really hear the crowd noise. Yeah. You could yeah. not hear her at all in the video, and I assume mm-hmm. on the radio you also could not hear her. It was just crowd yeah. noise, and that's all you could hear because they apparently were crazy loud, so... Um, yeah, but that's what you're going to get when you come against the Kansas City crowd because we are not exactly true. quiet people. Here's my concern: um, is St. Louis is making a massive push to buy as many tickets as they can mm-hmm. for our game, and I'm worried that our fans aren't going to buy, aren't going to show up. They did it last time they played here too, and it wasn't. They didn't have they didn't have that many. They had a bunch, but it wasn't like the Chivas game by any means. That's true. So. I don't know. It was pretty. It was pretty packed. Yeah, there is a lot of red in the stadium. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that bothers me too. Yeah, it's not red. It's very clearly pink. Right, right. I don't know why they. I'm not saying you. Like they do it too. They talk about city red and paint the. You know, paint the city red. I'm like that is pink. That is not. I realize pink right. is a shade of red, but like that's as pink as it gets. What are you talking about? Right. And honestly, why hide from that? Pink's a cool color, especially that's yeah. the one thing going into this season before St. Louis played games and turned out how mm-hmm. they are, where I was like, yo, their jerseys are cool. like, And their stadium is cool. Like, I, I really like that really bright pink mm-hmm. everywhere, and then St. Louis turned out to be what they St. are. Louis. And I'm like, never mind, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so a couple names that I've seen. There's the Capital Classico, which I don't get the capital thing. It's the Soccer capital of America. The soccer capital. Okay. I like Capital Classico. That's cool. That one's good, too. Um, One thing that, because this is on Reddit, r slash St. Louis City SC, uh, one that was commented on here is the Cease and Desist Cup. I like that one, too, because we sent the Cease and Desist. That one's good, too. That's pretty good. Um, El Cease and (laughs) Desistico. That's good. That's good, too. Um. I kind of like Capital Classico. That's really good. Either that or barbecue. I'm I'm fine with both of those. Yeah, I think those are good. I honestly yeah. haven't even found what they were actually calling it anymore. I haven't either. Um, of course, again, we're on the same Reddit thread here, and that's just a Reddit thread of what they should be calling it. Um, I can't remember. They did call it something, and pretty much universally, right. everybody was like, "This is stupid. This is a horrible name." Right. Mm-hmm. Why are we calling it that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't see it. I don't remember what it is. If anybody knows or remembers what they called it, uh, again, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Put it in a separate or the same post where you tell us who Taylor Twelman's partner is uh, in <laughs> announcing. That'd be cool. Ooh, the Heartland Derby. Maybe that's what they called it because that sounds Maybe. like I, I've heard that before. I don't hate it. I don't hate that one either. Oh yeah, I don't have Kansas City Star reads available anymore <laughs> all right well now we're just jibber jammering let's get out of here yeah yeah we got stuff to do today yep all right three game series win or lose win win that's what we're both going with you got it right on y'all hear heard it here first hopefully that you listen before tomorrow <laughs> but, um, hopefully all right we appreciate all you guys sticking around and listening to us yeah jimmer jammer around for a while um Head over to Twitter, if you don't mind. Head over to Twitter, PTW underscore pod. On Facebook, Paint the Wall Podcast. Shoot us an email at paintthewallpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a follow rating. Send us an email. All that stuff that everybody hates when people plug at the end of their uh, episodes, but we feel like we have to because that's how people let us know that they want us to keep talking. Um, Do all that stuff. That'd be cool. Um, Otherwise, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we got. Logan, I appreciate you as always. Tuesday. Everybody have a good week. See you guys.